are you, awesome. by, by the way? What's that? Where are you, by the way? Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 30 minutes north of Boston. Okay. So, okay. yeah, so I, I'm, I'm the Celtics fan. So we would have loved to have you here, man. Mugsy to the Celtics, man. Headless. Oh, good, buddy. So, <laughs> I got Kimbo up man now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, respect, man. Respect. Thanks so much for taking the time again, man. Uh, Mugsy Bogues, everybody, the legend. Uh, thanks again, Brittany, for setting this up. Um, so, uh, Muggsy, maybe just talk about how you, you know, grew a passion for the game of basketball uh, and describe that moment, you know, when you were drafted by the Bullets, 12th overall. I mean, did you ever think that would happen? Like, did you ever think you'd, you know, be playing in the NBA? Well, you know, as to your first question, you know, as a kid, you know, growing up in the city of Baltimore, you know, all the kids played, you know, they was outside. You know, we didn't have many PlayStation type of games to play. You know, we was outdoor type of where our PS4 was uh, – being created and uh, outdoors was our thing and you know all the kids wanted to play ball I just wanted to be like all the other kids and play with them and just and play you know play with them as well so that's where my you know the hobby began and the passion grew and of course and it let me you know plan on some, some unbelievable teams high school you know was able to play with some great players and David Wingate the Reggie the late Reggie Lewis and Reggie Williams and Daryl Williams and, and so forth um, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to get drafted. You know, I can't skip over my college days in Wake Forest, you know, because that's what all set it up. You know, I have an opportunity to go to Wake Forest and put myself on that platform and that stage uh, night in and night out. I uh, was able to, you know, give the NBA scouts a chance to see me and, and being able to uh, represent our USA uh, country, you know, during my junior year in 86, you know, the last team that won the gold medal, you know, winning the gold, uh, gold medal and the Goodwill games, you know, that was special. And I think right. that would kind of propel me to, you know, go on and be drafted uh, by the Bullets, you know, that 1987-12 yeah. player selected. You know, the weight of the world was lifted off of my shoulder. So yeah. that was a great moment for me family. Yeah, it's incredible, man. Incredible story, incredible journey. Um, you know, what, what were some ways that you stayed motivated, you know, during, you know, that, you know, because that's a tough accomplishment to make, you know. What, you know, what were some things that kept you motivated throughout your journey? Well, just wanted to prove everybody wrong that, you know, guys outside can play the game of basketball. You know, each level you have to prove yourself. And uh, each level, you know, you wanted to play against the best. And I felt like if I play against the best, if I have success against the best, I need to be included with the best. Right. So, you know, I had that mindset every time I stepped on the court, you know, in each level that I was able to, uh, you know, keep going up, able to, to be successful and, and take that mindset, allow me to, you know, to be the guy that I am today. And, so that was my, you know, my motivation, you know, because I felt like, you know, the game is meant for whoever had the ability to play the game of basketball. I should be just limited to taller guys, uh, per se. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man. Hey, and you killed it, man. Defenses had a hard time covering you, man. So, you know, great, great story. Um, you know, that was another thing I was going to ask. It's like, how do you think, like, defense what, – what were some of, like, the defenses' approach to your game? You know, how, how do you think they handled, you know, your skills, you know, you, you weaving away – Around you know you were probably a problem for defenses as well. Is there any insight you had on that on your playing days or? Well, you know I had to, you know we had some talented players you know in the NBA. You know every night is it was a big time uh, a big time player that you had to play against. You know on the East Coast you know you had Isaiah Thomas, the original the the old Isaiah Thomas, the Zeke as opposed to the Isaiah the IT Thomas that's in the league now. Right. Uh, you know so you know one night you got against Isaiah you got to play against. Uh, Zeke, you got to play against Mark Price. You know, people forget about the Mark Price back then. Of course, the Mark Jackson 
and, and, and so forth. And Devon Flemings, you know, we had guys back there, had Height, you know, the Magic Johnson. And then we go on the West Coast, you know, which I just said, the Magic Johnson, the, uh, you know, the John Stocktons, the Gary Payton, you know. Right. So those are the battles that you had to go against. And, uh, and that was just a joy, you know, because everybody had their strength as well as their weaknesses. So you study more or less the, uh, you know, the, 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 the study report, uh, you know, that we had on each other. And so we more or less catered that. And me, I had to make you work, you know, because I felt like the point guard position is the main job is to get the guys, you know, get your team into your offense and, and get everybody going. So if I can disrupt that and make it that much difficult to get into it, you know, it kind of slow the pace down. It kind of disrupt the offense. So, you know, all the little tricks that I had to do to try to keep me out there on the floor. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, you know, it sounds like, did you ever trash talk? Did you ever, you know, give problem, you know, give defenses that problem as well? You know, do you have any memories of that? And, and if so, was there a player that stuck out of mind with you? Well, you know, we, I didn't talk trash as, as much as some of the other guys. Like the Gary Payton's, you know, Gary GP talked a lot of trash. Yeah. You know, he was more or less, but he was on the West Coast. Yeah. You know, you had guys, Reggie Miller on the outside on the East Coast, of course, Michael Jordan. But those was two guys. So those guys had a lot of conversation going on. But us, you know, the Tim Hardaways, you know, we always kind of, you know, the Spud Webb and so forth. You know, we, we kind of chit-chat a little bit. You know, we wanted to get the best of it because back then, you know, we wasn't friends on the court. You know, yeah. we were friends come off the court. But on the court, we compete against each other. You know, it's yeah, all yeah. about competition. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, just two more questions. Um, you know, in, in the 88-89 season, the Hornets selected you in the expansion draft. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you were told to move on to, to play with them and, and, you know, play with, uh, you know, Larry <laughs> Alonzo morning? What, what was that like? What was your initial reaction? Well, it was a, it was a, tough, a tough pill to, uh, to swallow at first, you know, because, you know, being highly drafted at number 12, and especially after our season end, being uh, we always have an exit meeting and being told and after, you know, with your general manager that they was going to build mostly the team around you because we had a lot of older guys on a decline of their type of career. And, but get back to my home and my, about an hour later, I get a phone call from my agent saying that the Charlotte Hornets select you in the expansion draft. And I was like, I just spoke with, you know, the folks that, yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the bullets, and they said that, you know, they was going to build the team around it. And my agent said, well, welcome to the true NBA. And, yeah, this is how it is, and uh, but you know, being in Carolina, you know, playing for Winst uh, Wake Forest and Winston Salem, and coming to Charlotte at times, you know, never knew it had been a, a professional type of team mm -hmm. or, or town. So I always knew it was a collegiate town. Right. But that, then they had no idea what type of excitement we was going to type of receive once we got here. The warmth, uh, the crowd was. You know, we was twenty four thousand, and then all of a sudden we were starting to build, and then was able to get ourselves in a situation where we draft. Larry Johnson, then Alonzo Mourning, right. and that kind of put us on that national stage. And then we was, you know, we was on from there. Yeah. Was Manute Bowl disappointed when you had to leave? Was he like, ah, oh, come on, man, you're leaving me? Like, what was his reason? Yeah. I know. It, it was sad leaving Big Nudie. May he rest in peace, as well as Moses Malone. May he rest in peace. You know, those guys took me under my under their wing when I was a rookie. You know, him and Daryl, uh, I got to include Daryl Walker in that crew as well. You know, the guys kind of taught me the ins and outs about the NBA, you know, yeah. because it was a different league when I first came in. Yeah, you know, no. guys were drinking beer and smoking cigarettes in the locker room at halftime. So, uh, you know, and I was coming from a collegiate 
uh, world where, you know, we had Gatorade and all that type of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a professional league for us, and it was something to, to kind of understood the do's and the don'ts. And yeah, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. Last question. Uh, what do you want to be remembered for, uh, you know, ultimately all time? You know, what or favorite moment? What do you want to be remembered for, Muggsy Bogues? You tell us, man. Oh, you know, for me, you know, my legacy speaks for itself. You know, I just, you know, a guy that went out there and competed and, and, and proved, you know, to the world that the game is, again, uh, was not meant for, you know, anyone who just had the ability for the game of basketball, but also a can guy, a guy who loved his family as well as his, uh, his neighbors and fans and, and truly, uh, you know, just wanted the best for each and every one out there to stay healthy and safe. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Muggsy. Muggsy Monday, I'm super hyped to be on here. Uh, best, of, best of luck to you guys. Thank you again, Brittany, and uh, uh, thank you so much. Best of luck, and you guys are legends. Appreciate it. All right, bud. Stay safe, all right? All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Okay. You have a good one.